This morning's devotional, I'm entitling it from a verse of scripture that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And the text is found in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. And uh, the word of God reads, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is in householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? They say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He says unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard says unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst, thou, didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that as thine is, and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what what I will with mine own is thine eye evil because I am good. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. In 1977, I was attending the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. I have a Bachelor of Arts from the English and Philosophy that I graduated that year. And during that last year, I took a job at City Hospital and Geriatric Center in Fayetteville. And I worked nights and I went to school during the day. During the time that I was there, several things happened. But one thing that stands out in my mind is I was just doing my job. At that time, I was a backslider. I was away from the Lord one of the many times that I backslid. Uh, and I was just doing my routine. And a patient came in named Leonard Garriott. And he had a condition where the, the sack around his heart would fill with fluid. And although he was a patient at City Hospital Geriatric Center, they would transport him over to Washington Regional Medical Center, uh, relieve the pressure of the fluid around his heart. And then he'd come back as a patient 
and uh, City Hospital and Geriatric Center. Well, I just did my normal routine there and he was discharged. And then a little while later, he came back again. And at this time they gave him the corner room, which had all the windows in it. And uh, everybody in the staff knew that whoever got the corner room wouldn't be alive very long. And uh, so when he came back, the Holy Spirit said to me, you need to ask him if he's a Christian. And I said, no, I, I don't want to do that. Remember, I was away from the Lord, but the Holy Spirit was still there. He was strong. He was speaking to me. And uh, so we had a back and forth for a little while. And then I, I said, okay. And I went into his room. And I said, Mr. Garrett, are you a Christian? He said, no. I said, do you want to be? He said, no. I said, okay. I said, all right, leave me alone. Holy Spirit, I've done what you asked me to do. And I went home. And the next night, I came on at 11 o'clock. And um, this hospital had two floors of geriatric patients. And one floor was a medical, regular hospital floor. And uh, the, uh, the, the supervisor, the nurse, pulled me from the geriatric ward and said, you're going to work on the medical on the on the geriatric or pull me from the medical floor and told me I would work on the geriatric floor. And I said, okay. And I went to work on the medical on the geriatric floor. And uh, unbeknownst to me, Mr. Gary, it was called he was calling for me. And so a Christian aide there was a friend of mine, Frances McPhee. She went to the supervisor and arranged it so that I could be on the floor with Mr. Garriott. So we switched floors. And I went into Mr. Garriott's room and I said, uh, it was about midnight. I said, Mr. Garriott, I heard you were calling for me. Yes, he said. I said, uh, do you want me to tell you how to be a Christian? He said, yes. So I shared the gospel with him. And I remember. I always remember he was sitting in a bed with his oxygen mask on. And uh, after we prayed the prayer, he was sitting there just rocking back and forth with his ox oxygen mask on saying, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. That was around midnight. At 1.30, he, he passed away and went to be with the Lord. I was there on the floor. I got to console. Uh, console his uh, relatives as they came up and I also got to preach his funeral um, and then of course I got back into church with the Lord the point of this is the gifts and callings of God are without repentance even though I had turned away from the Lord he hadn't turned away from me the point of it is another point of it is that the the Lord never lets you go. Another illustration of this is that it's never too late. As long as someone's alive, as long as someone's breathing, they can be saved. Don't give up.
Don't give up praying for your relatives. Don't give up praying for your friends. Don't give up playing, praying for, for anyone you know that needs to be saved because God owns everything we have in this world. He owns the universe. He created it. It's his. It all belongs to him. Everything in this house, everything that I say is mine. It's actually not mine. It's the Lord's. The only thing that we have is our soul. That's the only thing that is actually ours. And what we do with that soul, you know, the Bible says, what, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You can gain the whole world and lose your soul and you've lost everything. And that's the same for everyone, everywhere, no matter where they are. So it's never too late as this parable illustrates the penny is salvation and it was given to the per first workers the ones who are saved as an early age it was given to the middle workers the ones in midlife and it was given to the ones at the last hour the 11th hour at the end the penny is salvation and salvation as we know is clearly available to everyone the other illustration that is brought out the other application from this is that god has a purpose a place and a people for every single individual alive on this world he always has he always will your life my life was mapped out before the foundation of the world was laid jesus christ as our savior that plan was in the midst of eternity before the foundation of the world was laid, before material creation came into existence, salvation was already settled in God's mind. It was already settled with the Lord Jesus. It was already settled with the Holy Spirit. And so we are where we are because this is where, exactly where God wants us to be right now at this time. And he has a purpose for me, for you for our lives that only we can accomplish. He has a place that only we can go to, and he has a people that only we can reach. When God called Jonah to go to Nineveh, Nineveh re uh, Jonah rebelled. He got on a ship that went to the other side of the world, the Tarshish, instead of going to Nineveh. And God took extraordinary measures, a great storm at sea, uh, the ship was about to be capsized. Jonah was asleep, arise, sleeper, awake, call upon your God. We're in peril. And uh, God created a special great fish to transport Jonah to Nineveh. Nobody else could go to Nineveh but Jonah. And nobody else can go where the Lord wants you to go but you. You have a purpose. You have a place and you have a people, a purpose only you can accomplish, a place only you can go, and a people only you can reach. I, I, I firmly believe that. I've always believed that of us as Christians. Nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by accident. There's no coincidence. There's no luck. There's no fate. But the Lord is guiding our lives every moment of every day, every step of the way. So when you see someone and you feel that 
the Lord wants you to speak to them about salvation, about what Christ has done for you, open your mouth. Don't be afraid. Let it loose. <laughs> Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you like he did with me in the letter Garriott. And um, I'm told that Mr. Garriott was a master mechanic. He could listen to an engine. And just by listening to the sound of it, he could tell you what was wrong with that engine. He had a, a wonderful gift from God. And uh, I was in that place. I was in that hospital. I was on that floor. And Francis McPhee, later on, I got to perform and officiate the wedding of, of her daughter. Uh, she had me officiate her wedding. But uh, just realize that God is in control of every moment, every, every second, every aspect of your life. You are where you are for a purpose. You're there for a reason. None of us are an accident. We're here until our time appointed to leave and be with the Lord. We're here. And the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So even if you know someone who is backslidden, Speak a word to them. Let them know that the Lord is still with them. He's still in control of their life. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful fact. It's a glorious thing. Uh, I wake up every morning. I say, praise the Lord. Um, I'm, I'm here for another day. There's a reason for it. <laughs> there's, there's a reason I'm not with the Lord right now. So that's my devotion for today. Thank you.